Hello, and welcome to The Embargo, the only podcast that gives you the unvarnished truth about the world of technology public relations. Our aim is to go behind the headlines to tell you what's really going down and have a little fun in an industry that often takes itself too seriously. Every Thursday, we touch on the top PR headlines of the week, dissect the world of communications, and promise to never bore you with the details about which company announced what, unless, of course, we like the what. Today is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I'm David Oro, and, and along with my colleague Kevin Wolf, we're about to give you our next, our fifth episode, I think it's the fifth, uh, of a uh, podcast. Let's rock out. Yeah. Rock out unless you got a good grunt or a scream in the background. Yeah, and that guy's hair has to be down like halfway down his back. Right? <laughs> Are they still around? Are they still alive? Is he still around? Nice man. Good for them. Are, are they? I don't know. I was I asking know. you if they. I have yeah. no idea. I think they. I hope they are. Keep it going as long as you can. You know what I mean? <laughs> stop, you stop Just rock it out. Stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. Stop rock out. Let it go. That, on this fun. song, he, he sounds like a little bit like Axl Rose there. So Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I think he came, well, yeah, probably before Axl Rose. He, he did, no, way, way before then. Time, yeah, right? way, way before then, yeah. Mid-70s, we early 70s? Yeah, like mid seven, yeah, late 70s, they really killed it. So, Anyways, we're here today, March 4th, 2021. Right on. I'm excited, uh, man. I'm glad to be here. I love talking to you. On. It's a good time. It's the best part of my week. Yeah, we had a guest last week, and then next week we're going to have a guest, and then this week it's just us, right? Uh, I don't know I'm if we get more that. people. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on this week with you? All good? I can't complain, man. Things are uh, – we're doing all right. Um, actually, I, I do have some complaint to do. I, I There's a lot on my mind. I, I hope we – you know, I know we, when you do the intro to this, to our show, I was listening closely today, and, you know, you talk about – uh, we're focused on technology PR and, and we're going to talk about tech PR, but I, I really, that's something on my mind today I was hoping we could talk about uh, has to do with communications on, on a bigger, on a, on a broader level. I want to talk about um, vaccines. I want to talk about um, how we've failed in our communications effort in terms of getting people educated and convincing them to take the vaccine that's going to uh, hopefully put an end to this pandemic. So yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, my family's good mentally. I'm in a good place, but, but I really want to talk about this, this uh, vaccine comms issue. Cause I, I think this is probably the most important communication issue in the world today. 
Well, that, let, let's get to that soon enough. But sure. before we do that, I, I did want to bring up one thing. Um, this remarkable tweet that happened uh, last week. Right. Uh, or was it that was that this week? I think it was last week. Uh, yeah, it was last week. Uh, Bill Gurley, uh, 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 a major and influential venture capitalist in the Valley, been following this dude since the 90s kind of rose up with them in terms of just growing up his career in Silicon Valley. Um, he was tailing off of a tweet about uh, Airbnb, which Airbnb reported earnings where they still lost $800 million in the last quarter for a year. I wonder if that's stock price is going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes well, back to the pandemic, man. Everything's right. back to the pandemic. They were supposed to go out at 60. They ended up going out at 130. Uh, and then their stock price got all the way up to 220. I checked today. It's probably about 180. Um, I got to figure out how I lose so much money and have a valuation of billions of dollars. Um, definitely a promise. But based on their earnings report, their CEO said, and this is from a tweet from Dennis Shaw, said, Airbnb fact about its PR, public relations. The, the business that you and I are in, Kevin, mm. right? Yep. And I'm very supportive of this tweet and this commentary. Okay. Uh, it says, we got more than uh, half a million articles in the last year in 2020. And we had as much share of voice as most of the other major travel companies combined. And that's how we really built the brand of Airbnb more than anything. Probably is PR. PR built the brand for AM Airbnb. It's not the first company to do that. But Bill Gurley said venture capitalists who invested in a lot of things and made a lot of money said, and I quote, and I'm saying this to anybody who's thinking about investing in PR that you ought to follow Bill Gurley's words and call either me or Kevin up uh, <laughs> right away. Nice. Most, yeah. He, yeah. He says most companies way under invest in PR. They will send to them. They will spend to the moon on variable marketing but they stop PR at 50K a month. Crazy to me. That's crazy to me too. Like, you know what? Just bring that budget right over here. We'll help you out. <laughs> right. We'll do it for a fraction of the price. I, yeah. Uh, 50 is a lot in a given month. I think when you're a public company, you know, you got to move those, those commas around and add a few zeros and, and that all makes sense. For the companies that we work with, certainly the companies I work with don't spend anything close to that. What, I, what struck me about the quote, though, and, and the comment um, with the comment from Gurley in the tweet, I guess, is that, you know, when you're when you're a, um, a company that's trying to take over a market, uh, you know, you can afford to lose, you know, tons of money. What you can't afford to lose is, um, you know, is the perception war or, you know, the branding war, so to speak. So you've got to be out there and in the news um, all the time. And, you know, in every possible story, you know, he, he says they got a half a million hits. Those weren't a half a million, probably not a half a million articles. Maybe they were, but they were more than likely just mentions. Like anytime anyone talked about the travel industry and hospitality going in the tank due to the pandemic, Airbnb got thrown into a story like that, right? So you've got to do that. I mean, if you're going to, it's all about, you know, um, what's the phrase? And it's all about like, you know, um, mind share. And it's all about, 
you know, it's, it, grabbing as much real estate, as much coverage as you possibly can and just drown out everyone else. Uh, and then you can lose hundreds of millions of dollars a year because people begin to associate your company with that brand due to your public relations effort. And, uh, and eventually, you know, you find a way to, you know, to turn a profit or sell the business or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he's right. Girl, right. You, you've got to, if you're trying to take over a market like Airbnb, um, you know, there's probably no limit to the amount of money you should spend on PR. Yeah. And I would say this, I think you, you know, for any startups that are out there and for others, you know, um, there's ways to get a lot out of PR for less than 50 K a month. Um, and there's a lot you can do depending on the space that you're in. Uh, you know, we've done a lot for people for a couple hours, depending if they have a really good news story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's ongoing, the investment should be there. And what strikes me is, you know, I see a lot of ad spend or, or marketing spend go elsewhere. A lot of in the social ads and then, you know, uh, some lead gen tools here and there. And they, you know, it's not, none of the, you know, a lot of that may not be wasted and it's probably critical to a marketing campaign, but, uh, what I see here a lot is an underspend in public relations, um, and particularly in how public relations is done today. You know, it's just not media relations, but there's content development, story positioning, um, there's uh, byline articles that need to be done, and then a mix of amplification on social, right? And so uh, more and more PR practitioners are, are incorporating all of those things. It's not just the media relations, but overall the, you know, the the value of that i think has been undervalued and i'm and i'm glad to see bill Gurley do this i agree i I wonder you know so Gurley's the kind of guy who writes the checks to the startups that hire us right and so he has the ear of the executives in those companies in those startups and presumably he's telling them the same thing he tweeted right you need to go out and find some good pr people to help you get your your story out there uh i i assume um you know, I, I, the, the fact that you and I have both been, you know, essentially independent PR people for a long time and, and are doing okay, um, that his message is, is getting out there. People are hearing it, right? Because we're, we keep getting hired uh, to do this kind of work. I would say that when I've experienced companies pulling back on PR uh, or decide not to do it at all, it, it's usually because they, they really don't understand it. Um, they don't know how to do it. It's like anything else, right? It, if it's confusing to you, if it's difficult, if, you know, if you feel like you, it didn't work out once before, you know, you're going to be less, less inclined to try it again or to invest in it. Um, frankly, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably more an education thing that we can do as practitioners is to, you know, help people understand its value. Another part of it, right, too, is, you know, we don't do a great job of measuring PR. Um, other marketing tools are maybe more measurable or, you know, and PR doesn't spend a lot of time on that. And that probably makes it harder for people to get as well. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, I, I think I've, I'm fortunate. I think we both are that the startups that I'm in touch with, that I work with, most of them seem to get it. And, and maybe they are hearing from the girlies of the world that, that that's where they need to spend their marketing money. Well, it's all good for us. Every, you know, anybody who's got marketing spend, put more into PR. How about that? Let's just keep it simple. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah I like it. <laughs> and call us. 
You can find us. We're on the interwebs. You can find That's us. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, move on to the big pitch, our weekly topic of every week, or, or the one that we focus the most time on. And and you, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin Wolf, teased it earlier uh, in this podcast, and it is about vaccines and the communications around vaccines and all that's going on out there. And um, Kevin, you want to set this up for us before you start going off on <laughs> what the problems are, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a, an article last week in The Atlantic by a writer, I think his name is Derek Thompson. Uh, I hope I didn't get his name wrong. I think it's Derek Thompson, who's written a lot about, um, you know, a lot about the pandemic and um, issues related to it. And an article he wrote last week really struck me. Uh, and, and I want to uh, kind of, I'll highlight it for you, right? So, so the article basically starts out by saying, of all the vaccine trials that were done by Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and uh, another one he mentioned, AstraZeneca, Novavax, seventy-five thousand people participated in those trials, and of those seventy-five thousand people who received shots uh, of the vaccine, none died and none were hospitalized after four weeks. When you see a stat like that, when I see a stat like that, my first reaction is, oh my God, that's, that's fantastic. Like we've got a vaccine that works. This is a miracle. It, it, they've never developed a vaccine this quickly before. Um, and here we've got one um, that could very literally uh, you know, improve and save the lives of millions of people around the world this is a miracle. And then you go on to the next paragraph or paragraphs in this story. And he says, despite the success so far of these vaccines, just half of uh, people who say they are Republicans plan to get the shot, plan to get the vaccine, a vaccine. And only 80% of Democrats plan to do so. When I see something like that, and I think about our lives over the last year, and the impact that this virus has had on so many people around the world. And I think, my God, we've got this miracle drug that can help us get back to what we had before. And then I see this thing about people not wanting to take it. I think we've got a serious messaging and communication problem. We need to fix it. So I, I wanna talk about that today. I wanna get your take on that. So what's your what's your top line thought? What what do you think happened, Dave? Why why have we been so ineffective at communicating to people that they should get vaccinated? <laughs> well, let me before I get into that, let me yeah. kind of just set up a little bit more because I found this reading um, fascinating. I read the Atlantic article, picked up on uh, the New York Times article, um, you know, which to some is a bastion of just left-wing propaganda and none of it's true. That's probably one of the big reasons here. But I, I love I love the words that people are using to, uh, to talk about this issue. And, you know, it's almost like, like having a, a thesaurus, right? Yeah. The Atlantic uses the word, uh, um, introduced a few, talked to a few doctors and they just, they asked how to describe it. They use words like vaccine hesitancy, vaccine descent, 
vaccine deliberation. And then, you know, the New York Times is calling it vaccine alarmism, right. right? Or overall indifference, right? Some people are just like, I ain't getting COVID. I don't need to take it, right? You know, for years, I didn't get a flu shot because I was young, healthy, whatever. And I just didn't want to go to the hospital to go get a flu shot. But there, there are a bunch of different camps. Yeah. Right. There, there are people, I mean, there's, you've got the anti-vax community, right. Who are probably not going to, you know, these are the people that don't send their kids to school because they don't get them vaccinated. Right. And, and they just think that, uh, you know, vaccinations in general are dangerous. There are people, like you said, uh, a younger Dave Oro. I know, I know plenty of people my age that in fact, a friend, you know, just is like, I'm a healthy guy. You know, I, I, I don't trust it. It hasn't been, around i don't for very long I, I don't think i need it you know there's that group um there, there are all a bunch of different constituencies here that of people i mean there was you know um there's the fact that uh you know the prior president didn't think that the pandemic was real and thought it would all go away and and kind of downplayed the severity of the whole thing and and probably uh you know didn't and certainly didn't help the fact that that people out there think it's uh it's a hoax that it's not necessary that getting a shot would you know there's a whole conspiracy theory out there dave that that the vaccine is all about bill gates implanting microchips in your body have you heard that one yeah <laughs> and that, that's a, yeah. i mean it's a joke but that's a real thing i mean there's you know there's social networks that that perpetuate uh these conspiracy theories you know, so it, it's all combined, right? The, the vaccine rollout itself, the way that we've done it at a federal level, at a state level, locally, it's, it's been clumsy, right? Let's face it. I mean, you know, you would have thought that we spent a year creating the miracle drug that was going to save the planet. And they forgot that once it was ready, they would actually have to deliver it to people in an orderly fashion. And when you see stuff like that, if you're hesitant already, it's not going to, it's not going to convince you otherwise. It's not going to make you more confident. And again, it's it's a it, you know, there's an operational issue there, but it's a communications problem. Like we've done a poor yeah. job. Well, I, I think the hos uh, the hospitals agree with you, right? So or the scientists, right? And so New York Times quoted a doctor saying it's being misinterpreted. That's on us. We're clearly doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong because you're, you're everything that I've read, right? You know, so like if you have Pfizer and uh, Moderna, those are like 95 efficacy. And then when I heard Johnson Johnson come out and say it's 75%, I'm like, well, that's wrong. That doesn't sound good. Like, you know, do I have a 25% chance of dying? Right? So people don't, you know, you read headlines, people read headlines and they see it in passing. But what if you dug a little bit deeper, the headline should be, uh, this stops 100% of all deaths. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Give me a shot, you're not going to die. Right? I mean, that's, that's a damn message. And nobody is like about. delivering that, right? You that's know? exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody said, one of the scientists said, you know, if we had gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccine first and reported it at 75% efficacy, we would have been like so happy. It would have been the greatest moment of our of our lives. The fact that we found out that Pfizer and Moderna were 90 or 95%. It, it, you're right. It just made the 75% look bad by comparison. That, that isn't the response. So the, the problem that we've had, one of the problems is in the messaging, right? We've done a, a poor job. We've done a really poor job of 
um, crafting a message that is clear and simple. Go ahead. Uh, let me just pause you here, right? And I think the, the doctors are saying that, right? There's another doctor that said, our discussions about vaccines have been really, really poor. As scientists, we need to be more careful what we say and how that can be understood by the public. Yep. We just used a word that most people don't understand, efficacy, right? Mm. Um, like, what does that mean? It's the ability to produce a desired or intended result. Yeah, it means it works. 90% of this, okay, I'm going to, America's much smarter than that, but at least half of this country doesn't know what the right. word efficacy means. True. Right? And that's just not simple. Like, um, and this is where guys like us and people messaging experts come in, right? So a scientist is in there saying, damn, I got 95% efficacy. This is good. It's amazing. Let's publish this. Yeah. Journalists pick that up, right? You know, um, but that's a complicated message. What about the other 5%? What does that mean? Right. You know, like I said, you know, we're good at, you know, we teach when we do media training, you have to speak in headlines, right? Uh, don't, don't try to be a dissertation and get in all the details. The headline is, 100% of you are not going to die if you take this shot. There you go. <laughs> right? Vaccines, here, here's the thing. Vaccines are safe. Anyone who can get one should get one immediately. And the faster we all get vaccinated, the faster we can return to our old lives. It's yeah. very simple, right? Yeah. We, we've done, so, I, I, you know, uh, at a high level, I think that the messaging, so again, taking it kind of beyond the operational, logistical, you know, the supply chain issue. I think we have done a poor job of clearly articulating the benefits of getting uh, vaccinated. And, you know, and that is, think about it. I mean, that if you've only got half of Republicans and, you know, 74 million voted for Trump in the last election and 30, what is that? 37 million aren't going to take that vaccine. That's a major problem. Like you look at those, you know, you look at those daily COVID uh, cases number. I mean, that's where that, that's where that's coming from. People are going, I don't want the vaccine. I think this is a hoax. I don't trust the government. I don't need it. Uh, this thing's not going to go away if we can't clearly um, articulate the, uh, the reason to get vaccinated. Yeah. So, all right. So to be fair to the scientists, right. You know, it's not their job to come up with messaging. Yeah. It's the PR person at the FDA or whoever it is to say that better. It's right. up to journalists to help them understand. And some of them have been doing that as well, but clearly it's not making the headline. So the headline writers need to do a better job of communicating it. Um, but to their defense, they're communicating in a forum that is not designed to um, get the is designed to fight the messenger. What do you right? mean? So, well, you have these conspiracy theories. You have these anti-vaxxers. Right. You have uh, uh, right and left wing news sites, right, battling for each other. And people have really taken uh, and and you know social media and like. You know, uh, somebody who is a who is on the on the fringe of society is anti-vaccination and anti-government. With the power of social media, now has a uh, a bigger bullhorn, right? Yeah. To say something and to spread uh, 
bad messages and lies. And that is huge. And I think, you know, as general communications overall, the message needs to be a little bit simpler. But, you know, as the Atlantic Auto stated, we need a portfolio of strategies to solve this and to get people on board. So so that's a Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And and I think there's a lot of ways to do that. Right. And uh, when these vaccines were first started coming out, I think there was a lot of people sharing. And, you know, this is using social and uh, but not, you know, traditional media, uh, but social media. People were like, I've taken the vaccine. So now my friend took it. That's a little that makes me a little bit more comfortable That's a good to get one. it done, right? Sure. You know, um, you know, and continuing to share articles and 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 uh, writing about uh, news stories of of just stopping this vaccine alarmism, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, for me, it's 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 incredible. When this started a year ago, I was talking to um, a friend of mine. And uh, we were talking, uh, this is a SARS virus, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a, the COVID-19 is, a, is, is, is a, a SARS virus. Yours truly here, Mr. David Oro, lived in China, was living in Beijing at the time the SARS, uh, uh, the first SARS broke out. Mm-hmm. The place shut down, but it was the cleanest place ever. Beijing in China was totally clean. Nobody knew what to do. It was pretty scary. Um, and then last year at this time, my friend and I were talking and he said to me, uh, well, I asked him, I was like, you think a vaccine will come? He's all, there hasn't been a vaccine made for SARS yet. Right. Meaning in, since 2003 till about 2020, there was no actual vaccine for SARS. So to me, this is remarkable that we're able to pull this off in a year, of you know, like, you know, whatever they did and like, all, I think, you know, humanity can come together to solve a problem when they're, when they're forced to, or you know what, humanity can come together when money's on the line and people's lives are on the line and we need to get back into business. And, and, <laughs> yet, and yet, despite that, we're, we're still a year into this thing. And I don't know what it is as of today, like 8% of the U S population has been vaccinated. Like we're, yes, it's remarkable progress, but we can do better like so you ever um you ever been on the highway uh, on the freeway and you, you see those like uh those those signs the the billboard electronic billboards right and, and there's like the, the the one that says like click it or ticket you seen that one yeah the and, ones that the state kind of changes for you they give yeah you right like the, the, yeah. the seatbelt warning one click i think it's click it or ticket right yeah. or or you remember the you remember the psas you, you know where you've got the it's, the, it's from the Lung Cancer Association or something where you got that horrible image of the, yeah. the person with the tube in their throat. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, we need PSAs all over the place, all the time, day and night in every medium talking about get vaccinated right away. As soon as you have the ability, get vaccinated. I want to see that on electronic billboards. I want to see it every time I turn on the TV. I want to see it every time I go online and, and I'm on any any website. I mean, that is a communication tool, just one of many. That is one that we need to like double down on. I'll, I'll give you another one. I'm curious what your take on this would be. Why wouldn't the federal government pay people to get vaccinated? 
what if we said to uh, all adults in the country, we will give you, the federal government will give you, I don't know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, $100 to get vaccinated, assuming that there's a, you know, a vaccination available to you. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. I'll take a hundred bucks to go get it, take a shot. Right. But here, here's the problem. You can't fix stupid, Kevin. There's plenty of people out there that wouldn't do that because they're so anti-government. They're so ingrained in their position that yep. you're not going to be able to change their mind no way or another. Okay. So now, 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 I, now I, th yeah. I, th I think that over time and as this comes out, uh, you know, there'll be enough people to do it. So my parents got both shots. They got uh, Moderna shots here in Napa County. Um, you know, they're other, they got pre-existing conditions, you know, whatever. Um, and for my dad, it went fine. For my mom on her second shot, she was like, I'm going to take a day off. <laughs> right. Basically sure. later. But now she's walking around like crazy. She's, she's like already booked a trip to travel. She's out of here, man. She's like, she have, like that. Yeah, she she's like, like I'm freedom, man. Like she's been moping around the house, just totally depressed, right? You know, like the rest of us, right? Like, how much longer could I stay inside these walls? So you would so, think I think that's enough incentive for a lot of people to save the government a hundred bucks a piece. I, I would I would think so too. It should be, but I don't mind paying them, you know, what the whatever the math is on it's like, you know, we got 350 million people, you know, whatever it is, it's five billion, it's 50 billion, it's worth it. Uh, if everybody gets vaccinated, I'll give you another thing. Like you make a good point. You can't fix stupid. Um, but even stupid people uh, can be influenced. They're just influenced by, frankly, other stupid people with, with you know, uh, a, a bigger soapbox. So here's another thing. Like, did you see that thing online that the Dolly Parton uh, vaccine song? Did you see that? Dude, <laughs> I saw the headline. I didn't want to click through on a Dolly Parton vaccine song, okay. dude. Well, we're going to have to throw some Dolly Parton music. Do you know that is that going to be our – that could be our intro and outro right. music? So week, you know the one, Darlene. I think it's Darlene. Darlene. Oh, yeah, that, Darlene. Yeah, yeah. And so she yeah. played on the vaccine. So, listen, there are influencers. Wait a minute. Was it was the chorus vaccine? Vaccine? Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't so know. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't click through it. That's the thing, right? So, so here's the deal, right? Like, in, in every – uh, walk of life, uh, there is a set of influencers. Those people need to be paid to promote. So, I mean, for I'll give you an example, right? So uh, there are a lot of, I'm a big sports fan. There are a lot of um, professional athletes who have told their respective leagues that they're unsure that they want to take the vaccine. What if we were able to convince those people, hey, you've got this huge platform you got to, you know, we want you to take the vaccine and then we want you to promote it. That would, all the kids, all the people who care for whatever reason, right or wrong, what professional athletes have to say would be, would, would hear that message. Um, you know, all the Instagram influencers, right? Uh, all the actors, um, you know, the people that, you know, here's another one, religious leaders, um, teachers for, for crying out loud. Everybody uh, in, in every, you know, whether you're rich, poor, uh, of color, white, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, there, everyone's got a, there, there are people that they look up to and, and who they listen to. Those are the people that we need to reach and, uh, and, and get to promote 
um, you know, taking this vaccine because uh, we, we've got we've got to touch everyone is the point, even the stupid people. Yeah, and I think that's why you know, as uh, it's a portfolio of things that we need to do to reach out to folks. So celebrity endorsements is one, uh, paid PSAs or unpaid yep. PSAs. Hell, man, even if it's at three in the morning on you know cable channel forty seven random news, you know, in between. That's right. Uh, you know, buying made for TV stuff. Right? You it know, on, it should be like just punching us in the face all day long. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to go. I'm not kidding. You shouldn't be able to go a mile from your house without seeing a, a street sign, a billboard, a bumper sticker, you know, a person on a megaphone, Tiffany, my wife, Tiffany, she's like, you know, she was kind of making a joke, but I think she's right. We need people in cars with megaphones driving down the street going, <laughs> get, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. We need door-to-door -door, uh, vaccinations, right? We'll come to you. We'll make it as easy as possible. That's, um, a, that's some communist propaganda shit that you're pulling on us now, dude. Man. I, it might be, but I, I, it's that important, right? So, so another <laughs> one for me is, and I tell you, man, like this is a very hot button issue nationally and for me personally, but the fact that the teachers have not gone back to school, like we need the teachers to say, if we get vaccinated, we will go back to school. They are not saying that today. We need them to, because that will give other people confidence. All right, hey, that's a great idea. Getting vaccinated is a good thing. It's gonna help us get our lives back. Our kids are gonna be able to return to school. That's the kind of, um, those, are the, those are the people that we need to get to participate in this process. And frankly, we should have been way ahead of this, right? This All this planning should have been done six months ago, a year ago, you know how the communications process rolls, like you need time to implement these strategies. It's unfortunate that we're behind the eight ball now and, and it's not progressing like, like it should in terms of getting people educated and, and communicating the proper messages. But we, we've got to start that process sooner or later. I, I was going to throw this at you here. Um, there's a, a podcast I like, um, uh, it's, it's a Bill Wait, let me Let me guess, let me guess, it's oh, the yeah. embargoed. It's the embargo. Yeah, like that's that my pod. favorite podcast. That's this your favorite another, podcast. Yeah. That's right. This is another <laughs> podcast. This is the Bill Simmons podcast. Bill Simmons is a is a sports analyst, and and he does this thing for sports. He calls himself Conspiracy Bill sometimes, and he'll throw out these kind of crazy theories. But I was going to ask you, uh, we'll call this Conspiracy Kevin, for lack of a better uh, branding uh, branding job here. I, are there people? Is is there a reason that uh, some people don't want vaccinations uh, and the vaccine communication process to work. Is there anyone that's got some incentive, right? Anytime you, uh, you look at something and you go, you know, all these people should be pulling in the same direction and then you find a group of people that aren't, it's because they've got a different agenda, right? So, so do you think, for example, that uh, here, Conspiracy Kevin, right? Uh, it is, are, are Republicans in general and is former President Trump secretly hoping that vaccine rollout fails and vaccine communication fails so that they can blame Biden and, uh, you know, retake the Senate and ultimately the White House? Is that crazy? Uh, I, I don't think it's with, outside the realm of possibility, and I think there's probably a little bit of that. Um, I, I think, though, that if you look at 
who it's been hit the hardest. Yeah. Um, it's communities of color, right? right. Or communities that, um, um, you know, don't have, you know, they can't work from home. They have to go to work, right? Uh, be it uh, a grocery worker or a farm worker. In uh, a little bit, I, I think it's indifference, right? I'm fine. My neighbors are fine. All my rich friends are fine. Everybody in my world is fine. So we don't need to make this really happen. Let's get back. Let's let's do as the governor in Texas said. Let's unmask ourselves and get back at it, right? Nuts. <laughs> and in Norgs, you know, even though there's staggering numbers out there, and I think we've been desensitized to some of these numbers too. Like you know, it's like what we're at five, half a million people dead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we went to war because thirty two hundred people died in New York City um, right. for for you know an attack. I mean, so it's it, it, it's tough to say. I don't know if there's a Uber conspiracy theory, but you know, if you're asking me, if one side of the aisle is hoping for failure and not reaching across as for all for the good of America, <laughs> yeah, I could I could totally see that. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I, I hope I, whether they're doing it consciously or not, I and I think many of them are, but I, I think that's a reality. I think yeah. there are some people who, you know, want to see the rollout fail, want to see the administration fail, um, even if it means they can't uh, go to the bar or yeah. hang out with their friends, uh, which is a shame. But again, you know, I, I do think like if we get this communications thing right, and I think over time, like it'll get better. It's again, it's unfortunate we didn't weren't out in front of this, but I, I do think it will improve. More people will get well, vaccinated. Um, and and even people who are pulling in the other direction, I think will eventually come around. I know people in my life that were hesitant, uh, didn't know if they would get it or if they want to get it and have come around. And I think most people will. Well, my, my take is, is that, you know, I believe in science, uh, but I also believe in all the people that are going before me that haven't died yet. So all you people taking the vaccine on my behalf, you know, it's going to be one of those things where, <laughs> you know, uh, a friend referral is the most effective re referral. So somebody that I know, well, get one. And let me know if you're feeling if you're feeling all right. All right, Kevin. So that's uh, vaccine communications. I think you feel better about talking about that. Did you get something? Off your chest? I, I do. I, I was going to like the last thing I want to say, like, you know, kind of tangential to that last point was like there are some vaccine winners and there's some vaccine losers so far. So just a quick list, right? So the winners, like you got to say, whether he wants to take credit or not, like, and I'm not a fan, but but President Trump, former President Trump, like, you know, he is at least partly to receive credit for the fact that we've got this vaccination, uh, this vaccine in in under in under a year. Like, it's remarkable. Uh, I'm loath to give him credit for anything, but to the extent that he had anything to do with it, even though he you know, uh, tried to convince us all it didn't exist. The problem didn't exist. Uh, he deserves some credit. He's a winner from this. Uh, I, I would say like big pharma, right? Big pharma, like those guys are not our heroes now, right? The, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Let me, uh, we'll, we'll give credit to the Trump administration. Okay. I'm going to give credit to Trump. Good. If he said yes to it, then that's good. Related to that was a big uh, Operation Warp Speed. Now, yep. there's something that people need to know. That was to help fund research for this 
uh, vaccine. The first company to come out with a vaccine was Pfizer. Pfizer did not take any government money for Operation Warp Speed. They did it themselves. Boom. Right. So let, 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 let just make sure we Operation Warp Speed got us Moderna and probably a lot of maybe Johnson and Johnson. I'm not sure, but like it doesn't get all the credit. Right. And yep. Johnson, and you're right. Big Pharma is this is great. They're like Big Pharma for the first time. I says, you know, we can save lives. We could do things. We just we're not just gouging you on high right. drug prices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's saving be your fucking ad. life. <laughs> that should be their ad. But we're not just gouging you. Like we're yeah. actually we're giving back. Now here's the losers though. People who are losing from the vaccine. The anti-vaxxers, losers, right? I mean, all these people that are getting vaccinated and the number of cases going down and people going back to living their lives, anti-vaxxers, losers. Streaming services, right? If we're all starting to get out of the house, go back to the movies. Uh, the rest- I mean, I don't think they're going away, but streaming services are not are not winning uh, with with the successful vaccine. People who like working from home, including myself, people are going to go back to work eventually. Uh, they're losing, right? Uh, so th- <laughs> it's funny. Like I think there are some like natural winners and natural losers through this process. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we're all going to be uh, hopefully uh, you know safe and and, and winners, but uh, yeah, there there are some winners and some losers for sure. Uh, you know, one, one more thing on the anti-vaxxer thing and this whole yep. thing about not taking a vaccine. And, and then there's some talk about, you know, people, I don't want the Modera. I don't want Johnson & Johnson. Right. Um, do you know where your damn flu shot came from? What company no made idea. that? No right? idea. Like, nobody, like, no idea. You know, like, you know, your, your, your polio vaccine. Who nope. makes that? No, right? no idea. Just shooting my arm. I give it to my kid. Yeah. I have no Dude. idea where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I, trust I don't you. even know what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everybody yeah. just yeah. take the damn shot. If you, if you get an appointment, go get it. Right. Absolutely. That's the point. All right. Uh, Rep fire refer our favorite yeah. subject. I don't know whose turn it is this week, Kevin, but I don't know. I you go. I, 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 you want to, you want to set me up? Yeah. You so want me to go? I, a lot of governors in the news this week. Right. So we've got uh, famously, uh, oh, so we got Texas governor, Greg Abbott. Right. This is a guy that's like, hey, pandemic's over. I'm letting you all know. Take your masks off, you know, crowd into movie theaters and concert halls, uh, you know, restaurants and the like. Nothing to worry about. So he's taking a lot of shit and and deservedly so, in my opinion. Um, So uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is one. Uh, New York Governor (laughs) Andrew Cuomo. Uh, Wow. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that guy is. he just keeps stepping in it. So that guy's been uh, connected to multiple scandals over the last week involving uh, inappropriate comments or gestures or uh, innuendo with uh, with female staffers. So he's another one you got to consider. And then uh, our own governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, who you know keeps he finds himself in a bitter recall battle. Uh, it may be on the ballot in the fall uh, to to boot him out of office. He's desperately trying to appease teachers unions and uh, and parents who are frustrated their kids aren't back at school. Uh, you know, he's got he's got his hands full. So a lot of work to be done there. Dave, you got to pick between the three. You need to rep one, fire one and refer the other. Go. All right. So let's start with New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. So. <laughs> There's more layers of that onion that's going to come undone, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there's more out of the woodworks. Yeah, yeah. Out of the woodwork. 
yeah. you know, like, first of all, all of these governors have had the impossible task of trying to keep trying to handle this uh, pandemic. Um, you know, nobody signed up for this, but this is what you get to do, right? right. Yep. I mean, you had you had a mess with the federal response last year when the Trump administration was there and they were like providing no guidance whatsoever. This required not state and local response, but this required a federal um, coordination across the board. And they didn't get it. Cuomo did a good job. He came out as a rising star. He did. At the beginning. And then, you know, and now all of this, you know, accusations of, um, you know, misogyny and, and, and uh, uh, sexual harassment, you know, let's just, everybody remember that there was the, the former president paid off a, 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 a porn star, right? And he still one. got the whole office, at least one, yeah. right? And now it looks like Cuomo is gonna, he's taking the heat for it and his, the shine has come off. Um, you know, I think what he's, what's gonna happen for him is he's gonna let time let people forget. He probably won't get reelected again. He's probably done politically, but I don't think he's going to resign. He's just going to take the heat for a little bit. You know, the Democrats have been any, anytime that, you know, they've uh, acted bad, they've usually stepped down, you know, as, you, as most politicians in the past used to do, but I think they get past that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna fire that dude. <laughs> like, I don't need that Cuomo. right now. Yeah. I'm firing Cuomo. Wow. I'm not, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because um, he's just, he, he can't be saved. He, he's just, he's uh, done. Stick uh, a fork in him. Yeah, basically. And not only that, there's more layers of that onion. I don't feel like dealing yeah. with it, right? Something else is going to come out. Okay. Uh, I'm going I'm to re, uh, refer Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Um, hmm. You know, it's just uh, mostly because I'm not aligned with his thinking. Okay. Right? Good reason. And, you know, I'm like, he's not trusting science. He's not taking you know, directions from those folks, it, it, you know, it's like sort of putting this sort of, you know, this, you know, state rights, rugged individualism, like take right. care of your own out there. And if you don't, if you're not comfortable, put a mask on yourself. Right. But then, you know, he's, uh, they screwed up on their energy thing too. So yeah. somebody else could deal with that problem. Okay. Uh, Cal California governor Newsom, uh, him and I actually have spent time together. He's come to my little town, American Canyon, twice. Uh, and this was during um, some of the power shutdowns, the public safety power shutdowns, PG&E. We had a, a few folks who were uh, uh, elderly were really affected by this. You know, you turn off the power and, the, the, you know, their food rots and they're like on a fixed income. He came out and spoke. Um, you know, this one's going to be interesting. It's going to be to rep him. You got a, 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 um, a recall. Um, yeah. but I know like, you know, and he's one of those governors that, you know, his big thing was to tackle housing and then the pandemic came along. Um, I, I don't think, you know, he's, he's getting unfairly berated and he did something stupid, like hanging out at the French laundry, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, but I, I don't think there's a mean bone in his body. I think he wants to do good for the people. He at times seems like he's a little aloof because he's lives a gilded life. He does. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I think he really thinks through for the people of California. Uh, I think as this whole thing with the pandemic eases out and people are starting hanging out to be Californians again, hopefully by summer, 
um, you know, it'll be tough for the recall groups to, to take him down. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I've kind of, I voted for him. I'm a fan or I had been a fan. I feel like he's missed the boat on some things recently. Um, you know, bigger picture beyond the pandemic, even the homelessness uh, in, in the state is a major problem. Like you said, housing is, uh, is a major problem. Um, you know, we, we get killed on taxes and so on and so forth. But uh, I, I really, I feel like if you're going to rep Newsom, you got to be prepared over the next six months to, uh, to do a lot of fighting because I, I think they're, I think the forces are lining up against them. Um, even if we do get, uh, get our lives back a little bit over the next several months, I, I think he, he might be in some trouble. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think he'll be on the ballot. I don't think he'll get taken out. That's my prediction. All right. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, well, All right, dude. Lucky. Yeah, he's lucky to have you as his PR rep, Dave. Yeah, that. Man, call me up, right? Yeah, so. there, you go. there you go. All right, guys. Next week, we are going to have a guest. Um, we're looking forward to that. And uh, I won't hype it up too much le- yet because I-, I need to double confirm it, Kevin. <laughs> but I-, I think we'll She's going to blow your mind. She's going to be yeah. fantastic. Come back. Yeah, she is. Come back so, and listen to us. Well, Kevin, thanks again. Um, and we are out of here. All right, bro. Yeah.